Today, September 29th, the Phillies take two of three and punch their ticket to the postseason. Keller and Oviedo finish their seasons, and we only have three more games. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Not much, man. Not much. Three more games? Yeah. I don't know. Bittersweet. It is. I mean, we're playing a little bit better baseball right now. We have been since the end of August. Yeah, yeah. Up until this series, really. Well, uh, either one of those first two games, really mostly the second game. Yeah, the second game got away. Yeah, could have been ours. Should have been ours. Well, I said either. Yeah, I'm still going with either one of the first two. Yeah. Either one of the first two could have been ours. So, yeah. No, I still playing well. Yeah. Well, we've got... Three more against the Fish. We just finished up with the Phillies. And the wild card scene is still pretty nuts. Let me refresh here and see if Seattle, they're losing. So that's the American League side. And the Marlins have taken the lead in their game. And there's a delay in the top of the ninth. But they do have the lead 2-1. to one. So, hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting times. It always is. Last last week of the season and the last little bit. Um, it's fun to look around and, and see what the other teams are doing. Sometimes I get caught up so much just watching the Pirates all year that I tend to kind of lose track of, of you know, the rest of the teams. I know there's sometimes at the end of the year I watch a team and I'm like, who the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like 25 homers and I'm like, how do I not know about this guy? Yeah. And then it reminds you of why people don't know about anybody that plays for the Pirates. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, win number 75 today. 75 for counting. We're getting close. You need a sweep to get your prediction right. They've already beat mine by two. Um, one more win for Katie, and her dad will forgive their bet where she said they would at some point get back to 500. This was months ago. They'll get back to 500. He's like, there ain't no way. (laughs) They bet five (laughs) bucks on it. And it did not work out for her. Uh, But then he said, if they can get back to set, if they get to 76 wins, I'll, I'll erase the bet. Okay. So that's her goal at this point. And that was like, that was like a month and a half ago or something. And he was like, they're not even going to get to 76. And then they went on that run, you know, yeah. So anyway, I know everybody's got their own thing that they're like, I don't know if I, you know, it's kind of that time of the year where you're like, I don't really know if I care about it. It's a lot of fun to do them, but like in the end, like, do I want to be right? No, I picked 76 <laughs> wins. I don't want to be right. You know what I mean? Right, so like, right. I want them to be better than that. Um, there's no win there, but it it's not as fun at the end of the year 
as it is at the beginning of the year? I don't know. I think it's, I'm the opposite. I think it's a little more fun at the end of the year than it was at the beginning because I don't want to pick them to win 78 games. But if they got a chance to hit it on the nose, like I'm like, I got you. Yeah, I'd rather right. than win 88 games. <laughs> yeah. Regardless. Yeah, but yeah. Regardless. But at this point, now you're just trying to hope that your projection was right. It's a little interesting. I mean, it gives it, you something else. I yeah. still have a chance, but at the same time, I don't see it happening. Yeah, Marlins fighting you got a for team a spot. fighting. Yep. Yeah, it's unlikely, but yeah, never know. Yeah, never know. Okay, so we'll talk about that. So before we talk about the Phillies series, um, O'Neill Cruz taking BP, dude, launching balls. That's a good thing to see. Yeah. So um, I think I mentioned it. Um, I think I mentioned it Monday that the guy behind me said he was out on the field fielding ground balls before the game. Um, and I wasn't there before the game. So he's like, yeah, I saw a new cruise out there fielding ground balls. I was like, all nice. right, all right. And now taking BP and like taking enough BP that he's, I mean, upper deck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. third deck. They said it's crazy. Gotta love seeing that. Mm-hmm. What I just bumped. So anyway, let's get in the series as I get distracted by my screen moving around because I bumped the side scroll button. <laughs> Game one, we lost three to two. This was one of those things I was telling you about. Pitchers duel, Aaron Nola, Mitch Keller. Uh, both of them really had the good stuff going. Mm-hmm. Um, Keller, six innings, three hits, two runs, two walks, six strikeouts. He gets strikeout number 210, which is the most, let's do it, the most by a right-handed pitcher in franchise history. And I know they showed the graph online about, or on the show, I mean, on the broadcast, about the two people that are ahead of him. But there's three. I don't know why the Pirates only go back to 1887 when they've been around since 1882. They only go back to the beginning of the National League yeah. when they left the... the um, what was it, American Association or whatever, and went to the National League. So anyway, even since 1882, he's still right-hander because there was one guy in 1882, um, Harris, I believe, um, but he was still, he was left-handed as well. Got into a little bit of a back-and-forth, and no other team has three lefties at the top of their, like, their two leaders in season strikeouts. Hmm. You know how this works. Somebody says, I wonder how many other yeah. teams have two lefties. And I said, I can find that out. <laughs> <laughs> so I found it out. Turns out it's the Dodgers um, and the A's. Yeah, the A's, Vita Blue and somebody else. There was one other team, and now I can't think of it, but there was one other team. So three teams had two lefties at the top, which was how the question was asked first because of the broadcast graphic and then yeah. it was like um john drecker comes in who's the historian i'm sure that you guys have uh, heard of him and he's all about the 1882 thing to which i'm like yeah i mean i'm looking on baseball reference and i see three because baseball reference also goes back to 1882 so we're the only club with three lefties at the top mm. the mariners did i say the mariners no, no i said the dodgers and a's a's and the mariners are the other one and felix was number three so they you know what I mean? So it's interesting anyway, if it matters at all. It also is kind of 
terrible that we've been a franchise for 140 years and 210 breaks the record for right-handers. <laughs> that is also kind of interesting. Yeah. So most... Surpassed Batman. Yeah. Yep, and he sent out something. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So if you're talking about Keller, we may as well talk about the sixth inning. Um, I, Something happened on a pitch to Brandon Marsh. Looked like he hurt his arm. Andy goes out to check on him. Here comes Shelton. Here comes the trainer. And just trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And he's kind of shaking his arm, and he threw a pitch. He says, I'm fine. Of course he's fine. He has a goal to get to 200 innings. <laughs> and so I kind of, like, I was watching. Next pitch, right down the middle, home run, solo shot. There goes the no-hitter. There goes the shutout. Five no-hit innings before that, and I thought, okay, well, he's not right, so let's get him out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I mean, it was the very next pitch, and then he gives up a single. And then he gets Kyle Schwarber to ground out, but he gets another single, throws a wild pitch. Bryce Harper, sack fly on like a 170-mile-an-hour line drive to center field. And finally, Alec Bohm gets out. None of that was really soft contact. Mitch Keller finishes the sixth inning. Those two runs is all he gives up. But at the same time, he gave up those two runs, and he probably only needed to give up. Maybe neither of them, actually. Neither of them. Why does he not just come out of the game? Right. Like, aren't we protecting him at this point? You would think. So... It's way too risky. And I I was freaking out. Twitter was freaking out. Anybody I heard talk about it was freaking out and upset, and rightfully so, because we don't have any information. Uh, turns out, on his follow-through, he hit his funny bone. <laughs> now, if that's just a story, then thanks for making it like making me go into the offseason feeling okay about you. Right. Uh, hopefully it's not just a story. Hopefully that is exactly what happened. He is still skipping Sunday's start. I wonder if that was already in the plans anyway. Yeah, probably. But he is skipping the start on Sunday, so his season is over. He will not get to 200 innings. Um, I don't know if any damage can be done <laughs> by hitting your... You know what I mean? Like right. by going out there and throwing after you your funny bone. I'm assuming none or or else I would hope that they wouldn't have let him stay in there. Like if the right. trainer could say like, hey man, you can't pitch when you hit your funny bone. Like you're going to have to let that thing rest or whatever. I mean, if you can't pitch with a hangnail, then you can't pitch with and you hit your funny bone maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> Either way, it made him less effective. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he, he wasn't, he, he didn't look sharp after that. So I think maybe, you know, the funny bone, maybe we just need to get out of there. Right. In this scenario. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully it's, it's not a big deal. It does make a little more sense why they left him in. I guess I'm not mad anymore. Although I think, you know, maybe, uh, maybe just be, maybe be more cautious this time <laughs> of year with, when you're out of it. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, once you find out it's a funny bone, it's like, well, I guess I'm not really mad about it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure he was out there begging to stay in. 
Yeah, and that's where I've said, of course he is, but we can't be messing around with that. Right. I don't care if he wants to stay in or not, is the way I was thinking. Ultimately, it's not up to you. Yeah, the manager has to make that call. Yeah. Moretta comes in. Sometimes that's the tough call you got to make, too. Like, Right. That That's your job, dude. You got to make the call. That's right. Don't chicken out because the player says, I want to stay in. Yeah. Moretta came out and goes an inning and a third, three strikeouts. Money Moretta, big bank. Bednar, Bed, Bednar falls victim to the Manfred runner and... How do you not how do you not get your guy in? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I saw a comment that said, Yeah, this Manford runner thing's terrible. It always favors the home team. Um, which I kind of thought about that and I was like, I I don't know that it does. And so I looked it up and it absolutely does not. The away team wins most of the time. Um, I think it was like 102 and 93 in favor of the away team this season. And I looked up a lot of stuff. I can tell you right now, and, you know, maybe I'm happy about it, maybe I'm not, but I can tell you right now that I have a spreadsheet of all of the games in the 10th inning, 11th inning, 12th inning, clear to the 14th inning, every game, how many runs were scored by each team, who won the game, whether they were home and away, all of those things, adding them up, trying to figure out what the deal is, Turns out, you score more runs if you're the away team. Maybe that's because you don't bunt a guy over because you're like, well, yeah, we can't play for one. We have to play for two. Right. So I was just trying to look up, like, what's the percentage of if you just get one run, how well do you do? Well, you actually still win a lot of games if you just get one run in the top of the (laughs) inning. You're still well on your way. To winning. So yes, just get the one. And if you can get more than that, great. Yeah. But get the one first because I think it was like the chances of the home team going out there and scoring two were pretty minimal. Like there was a lot of times when you got one that the home team tied you, but for, for whatever reason, it, it, it just favors the away team. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get it, but yeah. That's what I found out. And I'm not, and I don't have it up and I haven't come to any like real conclusions, but I thought it was really interesting. Um I know I sent some of the um you know what I probably could bring some of it. I did send some of it out. Uh I don't know if I have to go to replies here or and I don't know how long it was in all the things that I said. Yeah, here we go. Home teams are 93 and 102 in extra innings. And based on the just the tenth inning, not not going deeper than that, when the home home team scored uh, more than one run, thirty three times, the away team scored more than one run fifty nine times. So the away team is just scoring more than one. When the away team scores more than one run, they're fifty two and seven. So you say play for two. When the away team scores just one run, they're thirty four and twenty two. Odds are still in your favor. <laughs> Right. And if you don't score in the 10th, the top of the 10th, you're 16 and 64. Get one run. Yeah. Get one. Then see what happens. Because then you start talking about the 11th inning and all those. Now, you know what I'm saying? There's more numbers than that. But the thing is, is it does not favor the home team. It highly favors the away team. 
according to results. And that, and, and that goes, um, I, I tried to look up a little more today, and instead of doing my own research, I was like, what are people saying about this? And I guess going all the way back to 2020, it favors the away team hmm. when they first introduced it. So it's kind of weird, but when you have the Manford, the point is, man, we need to get rid of this thing in general. I saw a couple people that said they did like it. They don't want games that are 19 innings, and that's fine. That's fine. Like I said, I, I'm still like, I don't, I don't love, I don't love it. I don't, I don't hate it either. As long as they don't do it in the postseason, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and they're not. But yeah, Bednar, like I said, just kind of falls victim of that a little bit, and they walk it off. Reynolds and Davis Homer in this one. Reynolds number twenty four. Game two, seven six. Another one run game. Oviedo goes five innings, seven hits, six runs, two walks, six strikeouts, two homers. But that was not his whole story. He looked good early on, three scoreless innings, and then fourth inning is double strikeout, walk, hit by pitch, ground out, run scored. Stubbs hits his first home run of the season for a three run homer. It's all of a sudden a one run game. And then gives up a solo homer, very first hitter, to make sure that we tie it. And he's not done there. Double, line out, single, run scored. And then finally get out of it. Tied up. Six. I said 5-4. We got a run. Uh, we answered yeah. that right after that to get a run. Um, yes, in the top of the fifth. But then they scored two more, tied it up. His day's done. Connor Judd, four hits, 29th double. That's surprising to me. Um if he can get to 30. Hayes, two hits. Triolo, two more hits. Stolen base. He's swiping bags. Nick Gonzalez finally got a first start after being called up. 0 for 4, three strikeouts. Pretty bummed about this, man. I, I just, I was really rooting for him to get that call. Yeah. And unfortunately, it just, it hasn't gone well. 0 for 3 today, too. He did have a walk, but another strikeout. And they played him at shortstop because that makes sense. I, I can't mm. <laughs> I I don't know why we have to continually to give opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to Bay. Like why over everyone else is he getting the most opportunities? Doesn't it, it doesn't compute to me. I, I don't I don't understand it. I mean, we can't be playing matchups in, in on September twenty eighth. If you're saying, well, lefties hit better against Zach Wheeler. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> that can't be your reasoning. Yeah. Or else Andy would have been in the lineup. Right. You know what I mean? You're you're DHing Reynolds, and I get that. That's fine. But, jeez. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anytime I see Andohar in the outfield, I'm... It's so funny. You start to you start to look at a lineup and you say, "Well, they're packing it in for this one," <laughs> and that's the one they end up winning. Granted, they won it by only scoring three runs, but they won. Ortiz yeah. goes five innings, four hits, two walks, four strikeouts, only one run. Good way to finish your season, Ortiz. Yeah. Moretta goes an inning and a third with a strikeout again. Dowry Moretta, how many? outings in a row here since coming back he's had so the Cincinnati and two in Philadelphia no hits no walks 
just seven punchies in four innings. You talk about what a way to finish your season. (laughs) I mean, it looked like he was gassed that the back injury seemed to be obviously bothering him. He wasn't even pitching that much in AAA, and they're like, we're calling him up. And I was like, ah, man, I hope we don't have to see him get blown up again and then have people say, we're giving up on him, we're giving up on him. And uh, that's not the case. No, no, he's been he's been throwing the ball really well. And the fact that he's come out there and thrown two and two thirds and an inning and a third each time that four innings can't be right, is it? Is that math work? I mean, I'm looking at five. I'm looking at six innings. Why does September say four innings? Oh, because it's not counting today's outing in the totals. That's weird. So, no, it's five and a third. But still, right. I mean, it's still seven strikeouts in five and a third and no hits, like no base runners. Well, right. that's not true, right? He had the error. <laughs> so one base runner. <laughs> I don't know if he's hit anybody. So we'll just go with no hits, no walks, okay? <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but, but, I mean, very effective. Majinski gives up a, a hit and a run in this one, gets a strikeout. Um, he's still throwing really good. Bednar gets his 38th save, league tying mm-hmm. uh, with Diaz, right? I believe so. Okay. Jake believes so. <laughs> that sounds right. Or Doval. Is it Doval? Is that his name, Doval? Over Camila Doval? Am I saying it wrong? You don't look like you're confident about what I, I'm saying I, here. I know who you're talking about. I just don't know. I, I'm not... I'm not the one to ask about pronunciation of names. I'm just asking if I'm talking about the right person. <laughs> Classe, okay, so National League. Because Classe's got 43, and then it's Bednar and Doval with 38. And then Alexis Diaz in Cincinnati is 37. So close. Yeah, but I was just talking about the National League. Right, right, right. National League lead. So he's with Doval. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, probably not getting a 40. They just won't use him like that. But, I mean, not that 38 is anything to, you know, be ashamed of. Right. Triolo, two doubles in this game. He's got eight now. This guy's unbelievable. He's up to <laughs> 299. Um, Swinski, two more hits, an RBI. Palacios, Rivas, two hits. And we already talked about Gonzalez. Bryce Harper thrown out of this game. First Bro, off. That was such a terrible call. Angel Hernandez is so bad. That was not even close. Uh, to mm-hmm. a swing. Like, that's a check swing if you look it up in the dictionary. You could even go <laughs> further than that and it still be a check swing. <laughs> and Harper puts on a show. Um, Actually wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little little suspension or fine. Hopefully a fine just because they're, like they're where they are. Or maybe right. he's trying to sit out the last series. I don't really know. <laughs> but... MLB needs to look at that and say, well, it was a bad call. Yeah. It doesn't give him a pass to go out there and yell like that, but it was entertaining. (laughs) And he throws his helmet into the crowd. He didn't need it no more. No, certainly didn't. Well, I mean, he will, (laughs) unless they're not planning on wearing those uniforms again. Did you see just about the the fist fight just about broke out over it? Oh, my gosh. They end up giving it to a 10-year-old kid. Did Good. you did you get to see it? Did you see the video of the kid? No. Oh, 
They yeah. interviewed the kid. It was pretty funny. He was like, I just said that I'm not going to catch it because there's a bunch of dads going after it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he ends up, like they said, are you going to wear this to the wild or to one of the wild card round games? And he's like, no. Are you going to wear it to school? No. And they were like, yeah, dad said he's not wearing it to school. And then something else, <laughs> what, they, what else did they ask him? Oh, Angel Hernandez threw him out as he now, and, and caused all this. Is he now your favorite umpire? And he's like, no. <laughs> 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 so good. But it was pretty funny anyway. I mean, he does a better job than me, obviously, of being himself. So Naturally. You <laughs> <laughs> have to point out the Captain Obvious. Anyway, um, so we get one game. I think that's, you know, they're a playoff team. I think we've played them pretty well, split the season series with them. I'm just I was just still frustrated on that game too, man. You you get out yeah. to a 6-0 lead or 5-0 lead, and it's just like you gotta you have to win that game. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, this is the these are the kind of things that have been happening, and especially I mean Ortiz uh Oviedo is usually early and then settles in, but in this game it was the other way around. Yeah. Um, so how about his comments after the game, which we are... watched that right before we got on here and I was dead. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so we've said he's, he's in the plan for the starting rotation next year. There's no doubt. And we're going to talk about the whole thing here, not just him being mad. Let's go ahead and, and get into Johan Oviedo. Sure. Um, because I think it's I think it's important because I know that there's a lot of conversation. We've said Keller and Oviedo are there, and the rest of it needs to get figured out. Yeah. So starts like this are like, where should he be in that rotation? Like, are we just saying Keller's one, he's two, let's work out the rest of it? I mean, I'd like to say no. I'd, I'd like to say one and three. I'd I would like to, like to say one and four. Let's think of Oviedo in general. Where does he belong in a rotation if you're trying to make a push to go to the postseason? Honestly, I, I, three or four is fine. Okay. I, I think this dude has a lot more in the tank, a lot more to offer. And I think if he can get into that, like, dude, dude's just built to be a, a stud. He's got good stuff. If he can just get that command down yeah. and not let it just be like erratic. Like, oh, I got great command this inning. Oh, lost it for a second. Oh, I got it back again. Like, dude, hone that in and and he's gonna be good, man. I I look at him as a legit three. Okay. I and that's and that's fair. I, I still think that there's a lot of questions to still be answered for me. I'd really love to see a rotation where he's a number four, where you have a free agent that comes in to be the number two, and you have somebody else stepping up to take over number three. You know what I'm saying? And then you have a, and then you round it out like that would be ideal for me. The inconsistencies are just too much, and the fastball command is something that you can work on. You know what I mean? And and so like even if that's there. To me, it's it's the fact of 
like we got to figure out the first inning. We got to figure out when you do get the first inning, there's the, it's the fifth inning. It's the fourth inning. You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do here to, for you to go out and just pitch a full game? And I'm still waiting to see that. Now he's done it a few times, but like, that's where I'm saying you can fall into a number four. If you're a number three and you're doing that, you know, maybe if your bottom two are, are just, you know, I, I don't even know, but like, Here's the thing. One through, what do they say? One through four is going to start 30-some games anyway, 31 to 33 games anyway. So what's it really matter? It's that fifth rotation guy, maybe spot start guy, that is really like, that's the guy you're trying to hide. But like, generally, they all got to pitch anyway. It doesn't matter what order they're in. Sure. But when I think of just a tier list, I, I hope he's my fourth best pitcher. And, and yeah, in a perfect which, world, it could be. Yeah, which could look like a number, like your best pitcher every once in a while. That's fine. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, Lorenzen I mean, threw a no hitter this year. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Every, everybody has the day where everything works. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get the pro ball because they stink. That's right. Every single guy here has the stuff to be here. Yeah. It just matters of whether they have the stuff to stay here. Right. And I think Oviedo has that, which is why he's still like in ink, I think, in the rotation next year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's, I think he's, I think he's that already. Right. But I'm not, I'm not saying he's a number two. I'm not saying, yeah, let's build it around those two guys. Like, I'm not there. Right. It, that should have been sure. Rowanzi. Should have been. And yeah. we'll get into that. Uh, comments after Wednesday's game, he told DK uh, that he thinks he needs to be more mad in order to pitch better. It says when he's mad, things go better. <laughs> it was funny. How he you said buying that or too. selling though? I mean, like regardless of whether it was funny, are you buying or are you selling? I mean, I'm selling. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like the madness. I don't like. I don't like saying mad. Like chip on your shoulder, sure. With an attitude, sure. Yeah, if you're telling me you're not scared to work the inner side, inside part of the plate, no matter what anybody thinks, I'm with you there. Yep. But like, how far does this go when he says, don't care what anyone else thinks? If you remember all year, specifically early in the year, something we were excited about was how much he shadows Rich Hill. Mm-hmm. So is this something coming from that? Because if so, I am mm. not signing on to that. If he's going to start being mad at his teammates right. and mean to his teammates, I'm out. Why yeah. don't you talk to your teammates about what they think about that? Here's the thing, buddy. Why don't you just learn to be a good pitcher instead of learn? Like, you can't, like, that's a gimmick, man. Right. That's superstition, which I'm, I understand. We're all superstitious. All baseball players are superstitious. I get it. I did the same warm up routine for two years in high school. <laughs> And we, you all, we all have our things, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but just saying like, oh yeah, I got to get ticked off. If I don't get ticked off, I'm not going to have a good night. What if you're just having a great day? Yeah. What are you going to do? Just be mad at but like you, whatever. Like, come how on. do you just be mad? And the only way you can do it is by ticking someone else off and then having them making you mad. And that's usually going to be one of your teammates or something. Like you're, you're, you're trying to find things to be mad about. And it reminds yeah. me of Rich Hill 
And I, I just I just hope that that's not a real tactic. Right. They, 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 what was it he said when he's when he's mad he gets more he focuses in better on his pitches because yeah, they were just, like is that they were like we're not really understanding we're not following yeah just focus in on your pitches then yeah like th- that's where I'm at I understand what he's saying and I, and I get it like there needs to be some sort of I mean he's a big dude so if you're yeah. talking about like intimidation and working the inner half and not being afraid to go inside on somebody and you know not being nice by by saying like, ah, well, I'm going to try not to hit you. Like, no, no, no. I'm going right. to work inside. If I hit you, oh, my bad. If, if that's what he's saying, fine. If he's talking about like being a jerk to his teammates, I'm out, dude. You can just... Right, right. You can take yeah, that I'm somewhere else. That. I, to me, it's that. like, dude, you have the stuff. Why don't you just learn to be consistent so you don't have to get mm-hmm. mad? You have an off season now to figure out how to do it without getting mad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just don't understand that. I, I, I don't get you it. You want to if you want to pitch with an attitude, that's fine. Yeah, an attitude's different than just like he said. He literally said being mean. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> all right. Um, just <laughs> learn learn consistency. Uh, only yeah. making it five innings each game is not helping. And and I'm being really critical. I do like him. And every off season, you have an opportunity to make strides to be better. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a week ago or whatever, when Doug was on here, we looked at his body of work and, um, you know, I don't know how many games he gets through six, seven, and eight. You know what I mean? Like, I, I need you to do that a little more often. He did have a complete game shutout this year. Yeah. We'll maybe bring that up. But anyway, this is going to be a point of improvement as we look forward to the offseason. And we're going to we're going to talk about that. You know, we've got time. We don't have to get into that right now. We've we're going to have all offseason. We're going to have all postseason to talk about what we want the Pirates to do and, and all that. So I think it's it's time to start looking at the free agent market. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you're saying, well, but we might have all these guys come up. Well, that's cool. If we do and you've got an expensive pitcher, you I'm sure somebody will take him in a trade if you want to offload the expensive <laughs> guy. If that's right. where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Restock right. for another wave of young pitchers later, whatever you want to do. But like I said, we'll get into that later. So we're a little more than halfway through here. Um let's get into some of those uh preseason over-unders. We've got three games left this year. We've got a basic idea of who's doing what, and we can kind of narrow it in and say, who do we who do we have a chance to do something here? So we'll move kind of quick through some of these. We'll talk through some of the other ones. I thought it was really interesting how close the steamer projections were for Brian Reynolds. I mean, just the projections in, in general were really close yeah. to his, like, he was projected at 24 homers. He has 24 right now. His OPS was projected to be 720. Uh, that's the wrong one. His OPS was 808. He's at 797. His RBIs were 82. He's at 83. Average at 268. He's at 265. Doubles at 30. He was at 30. Like, that's all really close. Yeah. So he's projected at 24. We set our over-under before the season at 27 and a half because we thought that he would... We, we, we were saying, will he get, like, he had 24, then he had 27. And so we said our over-under, will he get better even this year? And we both, uh, you picked over, I, I said under, and I said that he will hit 25. So let's go, Brian Reynolds. 
<laughs> we got three games for one home run, and I'm in on that one. Uh, average, we were both over, and we set ours at 279, but we both said he would be in the 280s. I went back and listened. Yeah. Key Brian Hayes, 12 home runs was the projection. We both chose over. He's at 15. So we got that one. Um, I said I didn't think it'd be much more than 12. So I feel good. You did a little bit of a projection projection where you were trying to get him to 20 bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a comment? I mean, so I was watching MLB Network the other day. Top five in... Let me let me read this so I don't, you know, mess it up. That's fair. Highest percentage of swings producing hard contact. Okay. I love baseball. 95 plus, you know, mm-hmm. exit velo. You have Acuna, Soto, Yandy Diaz, Mookie Betts, and then Key Brian Hayes. So top five yeah. in the percentage. And if he just, you know, started getting the launch angle a little earlier in the season, he hits 20. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, that should win him a gold glove. Yeah. <laughs> Stolen bases, they had him at 19. I had him under. You had him over. You had him leading the team in steals when I listened back. Um, he's at 10. Uh, I wonder if some of that's like, hey, let's just not get injured. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wasn't he running a lot in spring or something? He was, yeah. And I yeah. think that's what kind of tapered off after that. Uh, O'Neill Cruz got hurt, so a lot of these are going to be broke there. Jack Sawinski, home runs, 17 they had him at. We set our over-under at 24.5 just because we said, does he get to 25? And we both said he just misses 25 homers. <laughs> He's at 26 in your face. Um, way to runs created plus at 102. He's at 113. We both have him over. And I said he'd be between 110 and 115. He's at 113 right now. Let's go. <laughs> Andy Rodriguez, games, 61. Uh, we both said under. We said it at 81 and a half. Um, I said 61 is probably a good number. He won't get to 61. He's at 55 right now. Three games left. So, Yeah. Um, but I did say in that that I thought that Keller would still choose another catcher. Now, he did just catch Keller the other day, and they went five no-hit innings. So... But it's kind of interesting that I said that back then. These are all just... How about G1 Bay? 12 steals was the over-under, but for some reason we set it at 24 and a half. (laughs) I don't know what we were doing. I actually thought that we were going to go away. We both went under, but because we set it that high, thing is, he's got 24. Yeah. You said he gets to 20, but he Mm -hmm. misses 25. And we basically talked about we didn't think he'd get enough playing time. Well, for some reason, he's getting all the playing time. So <laughs> I said, I also said, if he has two months and and these stolen bases are going to go the way that you say they are, because remember, you were way in on the stolen. You you basically said someone's going to steal 80 or 70 bags this year. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> While hitting 40 homers. Right. MVP? Yeah. Yeah. No, remember, we had this conversation before. I'm just going to bust into this real quick. We had this conversation before about Betts and Acuna, and I was like, I think it's Betts. If you look at the numbers before September, you still could have said Betts. 
Yeah. And the explosion happened. And Betts has dipped a little bit. Like, he's still great, but he's dipped a little bit. Yeah. But, like, no. They're, they still, I think they still have the same OPS. But what Acuna's done this last month, it, it's won in the award. Yeah. Mitch Keller, ERA 438. We both said under, we both said under four. So, 141 strikeouts, though, we both said over. And later I said that he would be 150. Still crushed us. Rowanzi was an upset. Uh, 431 was the projection. Man, we set it at 399 because we thought he was going to be under. We both said he would be over. I said he'd be around 420. You said he'd be in the four, like 405 to 410. 659, we all know that story. Vince Velasquez, we both thought he would start more than 16 games. That's an injury. Rich Hill, I thought that was an interesting conversation. 21, we set it at. Um, no, I'm sorry. We set it at 24 and a half. 21 was the projection. And I said during the conversation under because Quintana only had 22 starts before being traded. So I thought that he would be under 25 and Rich Hill hit 22 starts before he got traded. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I guess math, it works out, but yeah. Oviedo, we both thought he would be under 95 innings. That's hilarious because he pitched 177. <laughs> Luis Ortiz, we both said that he would be over a 414. He's at a 478. Bednar, 31 saves. You said he'd be over that. I said he would be under. No, I said he'd be under 30 saves. Yeah. Because the year before, there was like 12 saves by other people because they'd use him in the 8th instead of the ninth, and I thought we would see that again. But we yeah. didn't. We didn't. So pretty interesting stuff there. Uh, mild predictions is the last thing we'll talk. Or mild, like our predictions of the season. These are the only th the things that um, that we basically go over. Um, at the beginning of the year, we each had some mild and wild predictions. The mild predictions are things that we actually thought were going to happen. The wild predictions are things that we thought could happen but didn't necessarily think would happen um, but are basically hopeful for those things. Mm -hmm. I said that three different hitters would reach 20 home runs. Now, uh, I said that Reynolds and Cruz would definitely get to 20. Cruz got injured, so that put a damper on it. I said that Sawinski, and I listed some guys, and I said Sawinski was the most likely third guy to get to 20. I was there. I'm there. That would have been my three. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the potential that I had, uh, there was like... Santana and Hayes, if he if he blew up, and I thought there was one more guy. Oh, I said like, who knows if like if Castro figures things out, he will have the power to do that. Um, I think that's it that I really said. Uh, I will say this: Santana had twelve while he was with the Pirates. He is at twenty two right now. Loophole. So if we could do a loophole, do I get it? <laughs> sure. You give it to me. All right, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I also said that Keller would reach 150 strikeouts, <laughs> 210. <laughs> um, I like yours. So let's start with Hayes, 20 home runs. And you just said your piece. You said if he hit like this all year, he would have had 20 easy. Launch angle. I mean, he's hit like this all year, just not with a launch angle. He's produced hard contact all year. 
Yeah, he definitely has. And yeah, the launch I mean, angle has been up too, but yeah, I get it. More so. Yeah. More so. He's at 15. He's unlikely to hit five. Um, but good showing from Key, though. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? The other one you said I thought was interesting. Jose Hernandez, the rule five pick, actually becomes a piece of our late inning bullpen. So he's probably not back end right now, but like he's, I would say he's there next year. Like yeah. he's, he's on this roster. And for a lot of rule five picks, you wouldn't even say that. Right. But he's got every bit of chance to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that one. Uh, late inning. I don't know. Where did he pitch? Seventh inning and lost and needed Selby to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the other day, um, he pitched. Did he pitch tonight? No. Okay. Mm-mm. So just once in this series. But, but yeah, I mean, Baraki's kind of took a little bit of it. They really haven't used the lefty in late innings. They've just gone to their to Holderman and, and Bednar and lately Majinski, yeah. regardless of right or left. So um, that was a good one. Wilds. These are the ones we did not think. Or it's like... You don't, it's like you think it can happen, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, mine were based on O'Neill Cruz and JT Brubaker, so I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I did say that my my wild prediction, which I ended up not liking, um, I did say that he would get moved to the bullpen because bullpen, he'd either be pushed out there or he'd get injured. So maybe it's all my fault. <laughs> um, you had an interesting one. Keller pitches a complete game shutout. Let's go. Him and Oviedo did it. Yeah. I think the year before, one of my wild predictions was that anyone on the Pirates would do it. <laughs> and I didn't think it was possible. Um, you also said Cruz makes the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby, injured. And you said that Cruz and Reynolds get to 30 home runs. Cruz is hurt. Reynolds, 24. So those are the wilds. Those ones we don't expect to get right. Um I always I, I enjoy doing that stuff. I think it's fun. I think it's good to it's good to put you in check a little bit because like as a fan, you want everything to be like really good. But when you sit down and you think about it, you're yeah. like, dang, man. I, sometimes you find out things that are good about players, but a lot of times you're like, yeah, I I don't know that I don't know that you know what I mean? Like the 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 Braves have five players in their starting nine with 30 plus homers five of them and only yeah, two ridiculous. guys are under 20 homers and they have 17 and 18 home runs unless either one of them hit a home run tonight which is completely possible tonight today they scored five runs so let's just see if we got closer while we're while we're digging through we need uh Harris and Arcia their last hitters they did not. Harris had a hit, a run, and a and a and a RBI. So I was, yeah. But he he had a double. Olson hit number fifty four tonight. I was gonna say, did they hit any? Because they're they're pushing the the home run record, the team home run record. Well, they're over three hundred now. Yeah, they're only like the third team to hit at three hundred. The Yankees hold the record at like three oh seven. Last I looked at the actual thing, it was it was them at. At 299 and Dodgers at 240. That's how far ahead they are. Yeah. I mean, this is quite literally the best offense 
that I can remember, but I'm not really thinking that hard, but certainly that I can remember. I mean, you got two guys who are hitting eight and nine who have 17 and 18 home runs and everyone else is hitting more than you. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. And I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for him to break that record just because it's a fun record to see. Yeah. But I'm also rooting for them to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, you got to be quiet. Listen, handshake deal. If they lose in the first round of the playoffs, their first round of the playoffs, okay. Ashley's a Pirates fan the entire next season. No we way. Go the, we go to the home opener in Pitts the same day. They're the same day. The home openers are the same day next year. Okay. If they win the World Series, no ands, ifs, or buts about it, we go to Atlanta's opening day. Oh. Anywhere in between, anywhere in between, it's a flip of the coin. But first round, losing the first round, you but go to if Pittsburgh. They lose, if they lose in the first round, we go to Pittsburgh, and she's a Pirates fan for the entire season. Wow. Well, do you little, have to uh, be a Braves fan? No. It's just the home opener for you. It's just how the is home that opener. a lopsided a, bet? Can she wow. still be a Braves fan? If if it's in the middle. Yeah, like if, if they lose in the first round, and you said she's a Pirates fan the whole year. Can she still be a Braves fan and a Pirates fan? Yeah, yeah. It, what if they're playing each other? She can still go for her team. She's got to root for the Pirates. <laughs> she has to. That's the deal. Oh, how did this come up? It just she said, there's no way they lose in the first round of the playoffs this year. I said, I don't know. So you just said, Bet. how so, how good do you feel about it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Yark, uh, Connor Joe's at 1.6. <laughs> what was even the what was even the the mark? Two point two and a half? I thought it was two, but yeah, I thought I it was. I always 2. forget 5. because it seems impossible. <laughs> 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 and he's had like he's had a better year than I would have said. Eleven home runs, almost 30 doubles. You know what I mean? Like I'm He'll probably get the 30 doubles. He's sitting at 29 right now. So he's got one in the tank next series. He's got one in the tank. Well, we're at, uh, I think it's about 53 minutes here. We've got the Marlins coming up, but it's TBD throwing for both games or both teams. And I, I think it's probably going to be heavily decided for them anyway, uh, of what they have to do. But man, if you're a, a fan of, I guess the Reds, the Cubs, the Cubs probably most you're probably upset at the fact that the Pirates have zero starting pitchers to go in that series. Yeah. Like I have no idea what we're going to see. Who do we have? Cuz we've thrown three starters in this series. Falter's out. Keller we know is not pitching his scheduled game. So I I just I don't know where Jared, Jared Jones gets that start. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Osvaldo Beto probably gets a start, or at least uh, uh, a bulk. Andre Jackson is going to get a bulk, but whether he gets a start, I mean, I guess that's that's a good call. There's still one more game, and so those two guys will for sure get it, but is it going to be Jared Jones? That's really interesting. What if they brought up, like, Rowanzi for that last game? They already shut Rowanzi down for the year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just thinking out loud, is Priester, Priester still there? Yeah. 
Okay. So it'll be Priester, Jackson, and and uh and Beto. Unless right. they just unless they want to give a shot. I mean they can right. they could easily they, yeah. throw they could easily throw uh Keller on a fifteen day DL or IL. Right. With a funny bone. Right. I still can't get over the whiplash comment. I can't get over it. <laughs> it's just too much for me. <laughs> I can't get over it. It's so wild. That's what it yeah. feels like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we have coming up here? We've got this is our last Friday episode of the season. Yeah. So I don't have my Hawaiian shirt day clip. I need to I need to work on my clip game a little bit. But uh, last Friday episode of the season. Next Friday there will not be a show. We will now that the postseason off season is coming. We're going to go back to one show a week. Um, hopefully, what this is going to do is give you guys the, uh, you know, without games happening and being able to talk about what happened in these last three games. Hopefully, we have a little bit of time to dig in some to some things and 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 get you some really cool um, content. content. Thank you. That's the word. Um, just to try to you know get a little deeper dive into a few things as we get through postseason. We'll probably talk about some of the postseason games, but we'll have some um, pirate centric um, topics as well. Obviously mm-hmm. we're going to get into what we think in the off season. And I've got some, I've got some hopes and dreams of what we'll I'd like on, to see happen. We'll work on getting some guests in here too. Yeah, we do need to get some more people. If you guys are interested in coming and talking ball with us, let us know. We'll get some. Uh, we'll get some of you guys on. Whoever's listening, if you just want to talk, you want to um, share the screen a little bit and the microphone. Let's do it. We'd like to hear from more people. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, want to get some people in. Be fun. Jake's gonna interview him all by himself. We're gonna get some interview guests. I'm just gonna produce. Spend a minute, man. Yeah. Let's play some music. Yeah, I'm game for that. Thanks for listening all year on Fridays, guys. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun and very busy. Yeah. My next week's going to be so, so busy. Yeah. You got Big all festival, like 100,000 people coming down to our little town. It's going to be crazy. Yep. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!